Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. This is The Takeaway. I'm Todd Zwillick. We hope you had a fine Thanksgiving holiday. You know, they're headed back to work in Washington today, too, and Congress is staring down the barrel of a confrontational December. There's a tax bill. There's going to be a spending fight that is already oozing with threats of a government shutdown. There's a Russia investigation, a surreal election in Alabama, and it's all happening while retiring Republicans bash President Trump and question what their party has become. When the next generation asks us, Why didn't you do something? What are we going to say? I rise today to say enough. I don't know why he lowers himself and debases our country in the way that he does, but he does. We're getting nothing done, my friends. We're getting nothing done. Next week, we're going to talk about the future of a Republican Party that many members say is dying under the leadership of President Trump. But this week, we look at the Democrats. Their struggle is much different than the Republicans. Their party isn't dying, but it is searching for an identity after a loss in 2016 and hundreds of lost seats over the last decade. Who does the Democratic Party represent? How far left should Democrats swing to embrace the energy of young progressives and people of color? And how can Democrats claim to be the party that defends women's rights if lawmakers like Senator Al Franken and Congressman John Conyers, both accused of sexual harassment, don't resign? What's the future? of the Democratic Party. We begin that search with the face of the progressive movement in America. Hi, this is Senator Bernie Sanders. Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont. Now, a lot of Democrats, including some of you, say, why talk to Sanders at all? After all, Bernie Sanders, not a Democrat, but an independent who ran for president in the Democrats' primary. It's true, Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat, but he is having an enormous impact on the party. Right now, behind the scenes, Sanders supporters are fighting it out with establishment Democrats over internal rules of the Democratic Party. And on the outside, Sanders is the one pulling Democrats to the left and urging the party to embrace liberal economics in a time of stagnant wages and income inequality. All over this country, we saw young people and working people many of them first-time candidates getting involved in politics and winning elections for school board, for city council, for state legislature. What I can tell you is our revolution, the group that came out of my campaign, ran six state legislative candidates in Virginia. Three of them won, including knocking off one of the leading powerhouses in the Republican leaders in the legislature. Uh, Two lost and one is in a recount. These were new candidates never before involved in electoral politics. So I think what you're seeing around this country and what is enormously important for the future of the Democratic Party and our country is more and more people getting involved in running for office. But if we have another election, midterm election, as we had four years ago, where 36% of the people voted, uh, then the future of the Democratic Party in the country is not good. We need people involved, standing up, voting and fighting back. Well, these three seats that candidates have won in Virginia that you mentioned, and maybe some more if some are in recount, Senator, uh, that's three against a thousand seats since 2009 that Democrats have lost in legislatures, local races and national races across the country. Uh, where did the DNC go wrong after 2008 that has caused well, this just, bleed? Todd, that is that is, I think, a very important question. 
And it's a thousand legislative seats that were lost. It's the U.S. House of Representatives lost, the U.S. Senate lost, the White House lost. And I think any objective person, fair-minded person, has got to conclude that the model, the strategy, the efforts of the Democratic Party for the last many years have failed. And we have to rethink the direction in which the party is going to go forward. I think it is absolutely fair to say, and it's hard for anybody to deny, that for many years now, the Democratic Party has been a top-down party, not a bottom-up party, not a party which really has wanted to open its doors to young people uh, and to working people. And all of this, Todd, takes place within the context of a Republican Party moving very far to the right, a party which two months ago wanted to throw 30 million people off of health care, as of today wants to give massive tax breaks to billionaires, a party which has an agenda way out of touch with where the American people are. Why do Democrats continue to lose? Why in half the states in America does the Democratic Party not have any presence at, at all? You've got states controlled by the House, the Senate, governor's office controlled by right-wing Republicans. So there has to be a fundamental rethinking of the direction of the Democratic Party. My view very strongly is open the doors, get working people in, make it a 50-state party. I think there are fundamental reforms at the DNC that need to take place. For example, does anybody think it makes sense that in the presidential primary process, over 700 votes go to superdelegates, 30% of what a candidate needs to get the nomination? Does that make sense? I don't think so. Does it make sense that you have states like in New York State, you have to register as a Democrat six months before the primary? I think we need to move to open primaries. I think we need to reform the caucus process so that everybody can vote, not just those who could show up at the caucus time. And I think we need a lot more transparency at the DNC. Many millions of dollars go through the DNC. I'm not sure that people uh, know how that money is being spent. I would hope that every sane member of the party understands that if we're going to win, if we're going to defeat Trumpism, if we're going to be strong in every state in this country, we cannot continue the top-down status quo approach uh, that has been in existence for so many years. You know, when you go to your supporters within the party, though, Senator, and you hear from some of them that they are willing to leave uh, if the party doesn't come around to these reforms, look, we all know how negotiations go. Maybe some of them would leave, some of them wouldn't. Uh, but you mentioned Donald Trump. You know, Donald Trump is widely viewed by many establishment Republicans as strangling the GOP, bringing populist candidates, bringing primaries against incumbents. The politics are very different, but a lot of Democrats, I have to say, view you in the same way. The polls are stretching the two parties right now, and, and either Donald Trump or Bernie Sanders or, or both are going to break them. That's what people say. Well, Todd, this is what I think. I think many, many millions of people understand that something is fundamentally wrong in this country. What is a quid as a question is listening to where the people are, responding to the needs of ordinary people, telling people that they have power when they stand together and they're prepared to take on big money interests. So I am encouraged as I go around the country to see a whole lot of people, working people, young people, beginning to get involved. And that will absolutely mean transforming the Democratic Party, making it to a party of working people, of young people, not simply a party dominated 
by wealthy campaign contributors. Is big dollar fundraising dead, Senator Sanders? You, you were out on the campaign trail. Everybody remembers $27. It was one of your buzzwords. Uh, but you set records for low dollar individual donations. Is, is that really the wave of the future? Can an American national campaign survive without big money? I believe it can. You know, I rejected a super PAC, and I always will. And I think what the Democrats have got to say is we're going forward with a progressive agenda. And we're not going to have billionaire campaign contributors telling us that that is not a good idea because those are not the people who will dictate the future direction of the party. And that is why it is, you know, this is not just some kind of rhetorical thing. Isn't it great that we're getting small donations? When you get small donations, you don't have to worry about compromising or listening to very wealthy people whose agenda is not the agenda of ordinary Americans. Well, you're already having an influence on 2020, even if most people don't realize it. Uh, Senator Sanders, you introduced single-payer health care. That wasn't new because you've done it pretty much every year since I've been following you in Congress, even in the House. What was new were the senators that clamored to get behind your bill. And if you notice who they are, they were pretty much anyone in the Senate who wants to have a chance, or so it seems, of being a viable candidate in 2020. I'm talking about Senator Elizabeth Warren or Kamala Harris of California or even Kirsten Gillibrand of New York. All of these senators who have names that get thrown into the mix for 2020. Uh, Single payer has become a bit of a litmus test, thanks to you, Bernie Sanders. Democrats want to be behind it, uh, but it may not play in a general election and it, it may go away when whoever wins that primary has to has to play against President Trump or some other Republican. Well, Todd, I look at it slightly different. I think the reason members of the House and Senate are getting behind single-payer is because the American people are demanding us moving forward. And what the American people are saying, if every other country on earth can guarantee health care to all people as a right, so can we in America. Polls are showing more and more Americans think that that approach makes sense. Well, it's, it's becoming increasingly clear, Senator, that that argument, that message may play better in a Democratic primary than it ever has before. And I guess this is part of the question for the future of the Democratic Party, because Dems may run on this issue when they're among themselves, thanks largely to you, in a general election, that may have to be abandoned for something that the people in the middle would go for. Well, I, I really disagree with that, Todd. Uh, I think that when we have the opportunity to explain what we want to do, I think you're going to find a whole lot of people who are not rock-ribbed progressives or Democrats supporting that. Uh, The truth is right now that Medicare is the most popular health insurance program in this country. And Medicare is far from perfect. We need to improve it. But people do understand that it is right that our elderly folks are guaranteed health care, good quality health care, freedom of choice with regard to doctors and hospitals. They approve and support Medicare. And I think once we have the opportunity to explain what Medicare for all means, I am really quite confident not only that that is good policy for the country, it will be good politics as well. So I reject the idea that it is just you know liberals or progressives who will support Medicare for all. I think you're going to find over a period of time, a strong majority of the American people supporting that approach. Senator, I asked on Twitter before our interview and got an overwhelming response. Hey, I'm talking to Bernie Sanders. Uh, What should I ask him? And I got thousands of responses, apparently most of them from Democrats. And they sort of went like this. Uh, Bernie Sanders is not a member of the party. 
He refused to join. He's simply causing internal strife. He's hurting the next candidates. He hurt Hillary Clinton. Uh, You've heard all of this criticism, but these are not internal DNC party members. These are everyday Dems out there. And I got thousands of them really who just said, in a way, why are you talking to him? He's not one of us. Well, let me just suggest to you that I believe very strongly that if the Democratic Party does not open its ranks to independents who now constitute a larger percentage of the voting bloc than either Democrats or Republicans, it will be suicidal. I mean, you're talking to somebody who was a member of the Democratic caucus in the House for 16 years. I'm now part of the Democratic leadership, uh, somebody who worked extremely hard uh, to help elect Democrats all over this country, but somebody who does believe that the Democratic Party needs fundamental reform. Uh, And I think that at a time when we are taking on not only a disastrous president and a disastrous agenda, but a Republican agenda that is so far out of touch with the needs of ordinary people, is rejected by ordinary people, the Democrats need to do some real soul-searching. And I'm going to play an active role uh, in that process, because this is not just some esoterical question about reforming the Democratic Party. This is a question about defeating the most dangerous president uh, in the modern history of this country. And if we don't reform the Democratic Party, and if we don't bring energy into the party, and we don't have grassroots support in the party, I worry about the future. Those are things that have to be done, not just for the Democratic Party, but for the future of America. Independent Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. Senator, thanks a lot. Thank you.